0: I have one and only one thing to say to all of you it's that I'm sorry I do genuinely apologize don't um don't get mad at me and stuff like that just cause I I want. I want. I wanted to upload a multitude of episodes of the podcast, but a nigga got. Um. I guess I'll go ahead and and break down what's really been going on. So, in December, <clears throat> nigga got terminated from his job, and um, yeah, basically, went through the entire trying to get a, another job secured, and was focused on that for like a month and some change straight. And I got, luckily, a gig at my new spot through contract in IT, because I'm trying to stay in the field. I ain't doing nothing else outside of that, in this. At 1122 Church. So I'm a network administrator over there. And um, yeah, that's pretty much my, my current gig. And yeah, I've been focusing on landing that or something just in the field and it's been really really cool but I am currently there and basically got me a schedule set so I'm about to see my pretty face a little bit more um, um, let's get to the bullshit though <laughs> shit I've been playing lately um, when I tell you Gaming as a medium has always been the focal point of almost my, not my existence, but that's been my focus that I want to go into, whether it's game development, design, level design. Never been too much in the art direction. I'm not an, an artiste. That's not where I'm at. But I know what is fun. I know how to make games fun. And I have ideas to push that that side of the medium forward and um, I'll probably talk more about that on here once I have more concrete to show but please know that that is going through expansive growth on this side I'm studying so many different design elements and how to work within Unity and game design is coming and I'm not sure the platform I know I thinking I might move towards the Oculus more just, or just VR in general But, you you're going to be hearing me talk more about game development in depth. The more I learn and the more deeper I go into it. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm going to be taking some classes that I have curriculums to, but um, me and the team doing this shit ourselves. And it's going to be awesome stuff coming around the corner. But um, back to... This and my thought of game direction and just awesome gameplay loops. Bone Works. Um, I'm a big first-person shooter fan. Always has been from the jump, from the inception of the idea. Um, the first first-person shooter I got my hands on was Zero Tolerance on Sega Genesis. I played that before Doom actually, and that game was like. You see how the screen is here at the bottom of this? It like imagine you have that kind of blown up, but you only have that section. That's your gameplay window, about about from right here to right here. That's your gameplay, and then the rest of the screen is just information on the characters, your weapon, the map of the world, and think about this for a minute. Sega Genesis, you got to look at the damn controller, and when you Oh shoot, I'm not going to use the Genesis, I'm going to use a Saturn controller. So we got Saturn. You know you only have a D-pad and buttons, so the gameplay is you move forward and backwards on the D-pad, but your left and right will turn you. So you can turn and move straight, but then you can hold down, I think it was either A or B, and then you can strafe, and C is your shoot. Um, You can um, press start and then you can go through the menu and switch your weapons out really really odd game and by theoretics it's not a good game but it's one of those that when you play it at a young enough child it it will leave an impression and what was so cool about it back then was one that soundtrack and that intro and um, I'll probably try to cut it in here about it is watching it, being told you're not allowed to play it because it was MA13 which now we know is teen but parents, they saw MA and they thought it was oh, she's rated mature but the game is technically teen so it's kind of weird and sneaking and playing it and watching that intro load up you see the words of the title go across the screen, you hear them drums hitting and it's like what the fuck am I about to play and then the press start, you select the character, always when as the black dude. And um, from there, uh, you start the stage and then you just hit get this. That's all it does in the background. And then you just like in space and you run and you, you move forward and then you just start seeing enemies popping. Is going on. And yeah, zero tolerance. Weird game. But that was my entrance into first person shooters. From there, um, you got Doom, you got Quake, you got Unreal. And then I moved from that to um obviously play Goldeneye and all that, but I've never been like the biggest fan of Goldeneye. That control scheme was always butt cheeks to me. I never liked the control scheme of GoldenEye. Is it fun? Rare as the shit because the game is fun. But with friends, the story mode once you get through it. Double O agent, everything. Harder than three bitches. Nigga, stop licking your balls. Lank. 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 You're nasty. But anyway. From there I move to No One Lives Forever. No One Lives Forever to me is still, even with the existence of Boneworks in VR, still probably my favorite first-person shooter next to Unreal Tournament 2004. That game is so, it's the story, the way it's written is so damn funny. And the gunplay, while simple, is extremely fun. Um, Cheat code's out the ass. You just hit T to bring up your your text chat because it was multiplayer in the game. And you could type in cheat, so you do T, M is in Mary, P is in Paul, Santa, and then when you do that, bow. All weapons, your armor is full and your health is full, and there's a whole bunch of different cheats like that to do weird things. You could type in a cheat to add more blood to whenever you shoot someone. Um, you can do it to where you could skip a level. That one is T M P Map Hole, and just off top. Those that game was. So funny. Still playing to this day. would play a multiplayer if those servers were still up. Rest in peace GameSpy. <laughs> Jesus game Spy. That green logo. That green and black logo. May you rest in peace. And used to run the dog shit out of that game. And then from there it basically was um, night fire on PS2 Agent Underfire 007. Um there was Project Snowblind on PlayStation Two, and then from there, the 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 Haven dropped, and I'm not sure on the timing on whether it came out before or after Nightfire. I have to look it up. I think all it came out 2005, 2004. Time Splitters Two, Time Splitters Two, and Future Perfect. I'll put that in there. The first one, when I played it, is literally just a collection of maps and missions. So there's no actual story. Then the second one, they bring Cortez out to the front. And I think it was Corporal Heart. Was it Corporal Heart? I think it was Corporal Heart. If I'm wrong, correct me. But I think it was Corporal Heart. And from there, ooh, Titan, Titanfall. Time Splitters 2. We will get into Titanfall. But Time Splitters 2, my nigga. That soundtrack. Graham Norgate. Ooh. This is disgusting when you hear siberia open up and you hear the damn the the damn and like that entire orchestration was insane but man i'll never forget running through that and then you have that main story three difficulties easy medium hard you can't play the hardest until you beat the first stage on a specific difficulty then you unlock the next stage at that difficulty so if i play on normal i'm going to unlock the second stage on normal and hard is still locked until i go back and beat the first stage on hard that was dope to me and then they took it another step you have challenges and you have to get either bronze silver or gold in each one to unlock a a specific level of challenge and those just went on and on there's a shit ton of challenges in the multiplayer. Flame tag. Virus. Capture the bag. Yes, the bag. You capturing the bag. Fuck the flag, you capturing the bag. The maps. These damn maps. You had the hospital. You had the snow base. You Bro, come on, the robotic bit, man. The design of the levels. When you sitting there looking at, like, where the weapons spawned and everything, like, I actually was looking like how the game was designed. Me and my brother playing it, having fun, but I'm sitting here looking like, okay, you collect a weapon, and then I sit there and look at it. How much time does it take to respawn back? Boom. 15 seconds. That's crazy. So, that kind of just brought in the... How to... How can I make that happen? How does that work? And from, from there, yeah, you have... Time Splitters 2 was introducing the story element to the series and then Future Perfect took it all to a whole nother level and I still don't think that it gets respected to this day. That gameplay was more refined. It's actually mature now so when you like shooting groups of enemies up, blood flying everywhere and it's satisfying as shit, the gunplay was way more visceral. Um, To me, the story was 10 times funnier because it was way more grounded in what Cortez was doing. He was actually holding himself through jumping through time and Splitters 2, he was turning into other characters when he went through time. This one, he's actually holding his own physique and self through all of it. And him interacting with the characters in this more darker situation was dope. Future perfect was ridiculous. And that multiplayer was ramped up. You got like a hundred plus characters. None of them make any sense. Like there's literally a man that's the back of a hand with a body. Then you got a nigga with a skinny body. He can hold a gun and his head is a fishbowl. You had to unlock him. And we ain't gonna get into the monkeys. We not gonna talk about the monkeys. The monkeys are crazy. You had the Robocop monkey, you had the Michael Jackson monkey, that game fuck escape. That the time splitters monkeys. They, they, they the monkeys. Man. Let's see. What was next after time splitters for first person? I think that was kind of a lull because Call of Duty came into the scene, but I wasn't at that time I wasn't like a fan of Call of Duty. Um that happened once the PS3 came out. Modern Warfare 2 dropped. Because I like the first Modern Warfare that dropped. But Modern Warfare 2 is what was like, now I get it. That was the one that was like, okay, now I understand. And even then, I wasn't playing it as much as I, like, should have been in my opinion. I think I could have went 10 times harder, but I think I innately knew that playing the game, like, at that frame rate and that their resolution wasn't, it wasn't that fun for that fast of a pace of a game. Because I was still playing PC with Unreal Tournament and everything. That was 60 shmoat. Shmoove, my nigga. Shmoove. Unreal Tournament 2004. With the McDonald's and Burger King map packs. (sighs) Wall running, double jumps. Just got to tap in the right direction. You you hopping. Sonic R. But, from there Call of Duty Battlefield um, not going to include Battlefront but I'll speak on it Uh, Star Wars Battlefront is third person and first person you can switch between the modes Um, Battlefront 1 and 2 speaking pandemics Star Wars Battlefront not um, Dices and yeah man the original version of those let's see what else do we have for first person shooters I'm think I might just go ahead and skip forward to, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and skip forward. So from there, I'm gonna say the next game that off top of my head that like first-person shooter that Titanfall. Titanfall one was the great idea. Titanfall two is the execution. And Titanfall two, in my opinion, what makes that just stand out is they took what made a first-person shooter in general work gave you the mobility of a platformer character and i don't even want to say mario give you the imagine giving prince of persia a jetpack you give prince of persia a jetpack the prince for himself a jetpack that's how titanfall 2 controls in the first person sense what a strap and then you tell me i can get inside of a robot charge up a rifle and snipe another robot from miles away? In first person? Please. Titanfall 2 is is a fundamentally well-built, beautifully designed, beautifully optimized, great soundtrack, good voice acting, great map design all together. The DLC was motherfucking free. And I think like there are microtransactions, but I'm gonna get into how that evolved here in a second. But it's like, look at the gameplay. If you look at it, you'll see how smooth that game plays. And it's like, I run with an alternator and then you can switch. And I got a, um, there's a magnetic grenade launcher, but it's anti-Titan. So you got anti-Titan weapons. And I think there's four of them. There are four anti-Titan weapons. And the way that those operate is you'll have a weak spot right on the visor of a Titan, and each Titan's weak spot is a little different. So, if what's cool about the magnetic one is if you're above a Titan and you like shoot it in the air, that like they literally will attract to that spot. So, you can do a tactic to where let's say I'm just a pilot, no Titan, you run up on a Titan, slide get out getting get in try to get in his blind spot get on top of him pull his battery out now their response could either be one of two or three things number 1 they can hit you with some electric smoke which will just damage you every second you'll you'll take damage and if you don't get out of there you'll die my response to the electric smoke double jump out of there grappling hook away just a little bit don't use the full grapple and then as soon as the smoke clear up or you see him run, grapple hook right back on his ass. And then you'll automatically go into an animation where you put a grenade in that battery hole. You will do massive damage to him. And as you jump off, switch to your anti-Titan and doop, 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 doom. 100% is you just knock him out. You can destroy a Titan and then if somebody is paying attention, they will either auto-destruct the Titan or try to just jump out of the Titan, put it in defense mode and try to circle back around and get you. So there's so much going on at the same time and then that's just, that's just team deathmatch. Let's say that's team deathmatch. You have a shit ton of modes, my nigga. Including pilots versus pilots where they just take out the Titans and then let's go ahead and take this moment to slide to Apex Legends. And for this game being free, using the Titanfall engine, which is source it's all built on source by the way i think it's source 2 it might be source 2 engine and the smoothness of apex legends the fact that you don't have loadouts the game is is randomized on load in three man teams you drop at a specific location and you got to randomize your loadout and what makes the game good for me is because these are the weapons from titanfall so i already know what the arsenal looked like so i already know what i'm looking for and what i can forget and leave around and that shit applies here now this last season four they changed a lot of the weapons to where like the g7 scout is not as effective as a hemlock single shot so they changed a lot of shit and in my opinion for the better a lot of things work a lot better now it makes the game feel more not chaotic, but it's like organized chaos it's just so much destruction taking place at once and once you get a hold of just the controls and you in the zone I'm talking about your mouse, you got your sensitivity set right your buttons configured right, your team on point ain't nobody talking unless they calling out shots and saying where somebody at or pinging loot Apex is the shit Apex is a flavorful motherfucker and that's a good game now yes it has microtransactions but the way that they kind of counter it to where you don't have to spend money is (sighs) you can earn Apex coins and in the premium currency through gameplay but They hide these things called heirlooms behind loot boxes, which you can just pay I think it's a hundred premium coins. So it's like a dollar for a loot crate and When you pop one open You get a little loot bot. He shoot out three items at you and Once you get those items you have those items and the box will not Repopulate those items in the loot boxes again once you have them they won't reappear in there so like my boy Sage, he was playing and he opened 20 boxes and then boom, I think he got an heirloom for Bloodhound um, and, and he got some for another couple characters before that but it's, that is the microtransaction scheme of the game to where you're pretty much you want the heirlooms If you want all of that stuff, you gotta open loot boxes, which either you can earn through gameplay points, slow as fuck, or you can drop the pretty penny and then go ahead and get them today. So, that's basically where that is. Now, I say all of that to say this. Boneworks. This came out in December of 2019, so I'm gonna count this as a 2020 title. This is definitely next generation shit. In every shooter I have ever played, you needed a button to reload. You needed a button to aim down your sights. You needed buttons to, I mean, you still got to jump, but you needed like buttons to perform melees. You needed, you needed buttons for all of those actions, context. You can do all of that in like with real motions with this shit. And I think it's really cool because. If you have real-life weapons training, almost you can kind of use that here. Now it's not like there there's no recoil. You can this is not one-to-one with real-life weaponry, but if you are used to actually like going to the range, let's say, you can use some of those skills here. They do they will apply in game, and it is so exhilarating to be able to have that much control over a couple of fucking guns. And then they give you the, on your left hand, this is my right hand. So on your left hand, you get buttons Y and X. X, you hold that down, that'll slow down time one time. You double tap and hold, that'll slow it down times three. You triple tap and hold, that shit'll slow it down times ten. And gravity, this affects gravity and time around you. So you can still move around, but like you'll notice if you like let's say you slow down time bound you pull out the gun and you'll see your hand like slowly reposition itself in the game like you'll see it like get stable with gravity and actually the physics level out and if you know how to like use that to get into that mode kind of you can do something you can do some crazy shit. like you'll slow down time shoot a dude up and make the time go back to fast and he'll just fly up in the air Like it'll just take off like gravity would just say fuck you and it is there's so much you can manipulate and the physics is the reason why stress level zero developed this game to basically it's all real physics like if you if i'm standing back and slide back i got this right here in my right hand i swing right with the gun i swing with my right hook he gonna swing, and whatever I hit with the velocity that I use in real life will affect the in-game damage. So if I got a baseball bat and I'm, I can crack shit like legit swing and knock these enemies out. And it's not gonna work if you just don't oh, lightly tap like you're scared to to hit something. If you're scared to swing and hit something, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. You gotta get in there like you can actually run up, bulldog and bow like just warrior rush and barge a motherfucker like right in the face and it will fucking kill him if you hit him like right in the right spot but when i tell you there is like a history that has led up to this point of first person shooters and i may have left a lot out but damn it this shit is dope man <laughs>